morning, everybody. If we could do today, uh, because today we have Rabbi Mansour's uh, lunch, so maybe we could do a little uh, Kabbalah. So I saw from Rabbi Princhas Friedman, he writes on Pashat Pe'alot Echai, he asks the, regular, the same question really everybody asks. He says, why is this perasha, the beginning of this perasha, connected to the end of last week's perasha, where all the princes each give their sacrifice? So you have each of 12 princes, they all give the same sacrifice. And comes Aharon, Aharon, who's the head of the tribe of Levi, in, in essence, comes and he's very depressed. Everyone else gave, I don't get to give. So Hashem basically is telling Aharon, don't worry, your lighting of the menorah is greater than all of them giving their, their sacrifices. The question is, what does that mean? So Rashi brings a simple answer. He says, well, the sacrifices are going to come to a pause when the Ben Amikdash is destroyed. But the lighting of the, of, the, of the menorah is going to continue. And then you ask the obvious question. What are you talking about? You only light the menorah in the Mishkan or the Ben Amikdash. So if the sacrifices stop, also the lighting of the menorah stops. So what, what does he mean? He says, no, we're going to light the menorah. The descendants of Aaron are going to come. Who are they? The Maccabees. And we're going to relight the, the, the menorah. And we're going to celebrate every year, every year the holiday of... Of uh, Hanukkah. And through that, we continue to, to light. But let's go a little deeper. The Khatam Sofer says that the menorah reflects a person. He says that it reflects a person, it, it reflects the physical body of a person. He brings an interesting way of looking at it. And also you see this from the Shalah HaKadosh. He says you look at the menorah and you have six arms from the menorah coming out. Two of the arms come out very short, then two of them medium, and two of them are longer because they're extending from the bottom. So the two short ones, he says, resembles a person's ears, if you're looking at it. The two next ones resemble a person's arms, and the two lower ones, which have the longest limbs, so to say, resemble a person's legs, and the center of the menorah represents a person's heart. So he says we should look at the menorah as representing a person. He goes further, and he says that you think the height of the menorah is the height of an average person. So the menorah represents man. If the menorah represents man and you bring everything together, the menorah represents this idea of Nasev and Ishma. How? Because the lights of the menorah represent what? The neshama of a person. So the lights of the neshama represent the, the person. And we, we read in Mishlei, a man's neshama is the ner of Hashem. So the neshama is related to the lights that we have on the top of the menorah. Now he says, so how, how do we see where this, where this connects to Aaron for all time? So basically, Hashem is telling you, don't worry, they're going to donate the sacrifices, you're going to light the menorah. What is it when they donate a sacrifice? Chas v'shalom, when we make a sin, we give a sacrifice. We give a sacrifice, why? So we have to imagine that the animal is us, we put our hands on the animal, and we're taking actually the negativity within us, and we're putting it in the animal. Says the rabbis that when a person sins, the Orach Hayim brings, when a person sins, he loses his higher level of his neshama. His neshama leaves him. And it says, in essence, a shtut, the stupidity comes on a person. Why does the stupidity come on a person to allow him to sin? Because he loses his neshama. And what does he become? He becomes like an animal. He becomes only a physical desire, whatever I want to do. And it leaves his brain to do the right thing. Sometimes you make a sin, sometimes you do something wrong, and you wonder, how can I be so stupid to do it? 
We bring an example. The guy, he sees his, his, uh, some guy's wife, and in the end, he slept with her. Five minutes after he wakes up, he realizes his whole life is ruined because he did something so stupid to, to, to commit this sin. How could he be so stupid to do this? Says what happens is the neshama leaves the person, and all he has left is the nefesh. The nefesh is the animal instinct. Says when the person brings the sacrifice, he puts his hands on the sacrifice, and this aspect of the animal goes into the animal. You see the cutting, you imagine it's you. You see the blood, you imagine it's you. Hazid, he says, but what about the animal? What the animal do that the animal has to be the one brought to kill? He says for sure every animal brought in the Bet Hamikdash was a gilgul of a person. Who committed the sin already and never did Teshuvah for the sin. So they came back as a Gilgul in the animal. And he says, and what's the idea of Aaron? He says, so a person then goes and what does he do? He takes out the negativity from him, but he's left with nothing. What does a person then need to redo? He needs to reignite his soul. How is the soul reignited? Through Aaron, through the lighting of the Menorah. So he says, so how do you do it today? So we have two ways we could do it today. It says, when a person prays the Amidah, we pray which way? We pray east. If a person is thinking, I need to make a little more money, he turns himself a little bit towards the north. Why towards the north? Because the Shulchan is on the north, and the Shulchan is, in essence, is the Parnassah. So if a person is worried, I want to pray, but I'm going to need a little more money, so I'm going to go, I have a business deal, he should go a little bit towards the north. The north, so the north would be to the, to the right, I guess. So he says you should pray a little towards the north. But if a person wants knowledge, he wants wisdom, he wants Torah, then he should pray a little towards the south. Why towards the south? Because towards the south is the menorah. And the menorah represents this. It says that a person has the ability every day to reignite the menorah, the, 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 the fire within his own neshama. How? So I said yesterday... We have a sword that when we, when we say the Lam Natseach in the morning, you see many people say the Lam Natseach and they have it besurat ha-menorah, in the, in the form of the menorah. Not only do they have it in the form of the menorah, they pick up the book and they hold the book vertical. Vertical, why? Because I'm looking as if it's the menorah in front of me. And a person should have a kavanah when he's saying each of the verses of the Lam Natseach, that he's saying the Lam Natseach in order to light each of those and then what a person should have in mind. Because it says that you, you're going to have the seven candles facing the menorah. The question is, what does that mean? The seven candles facing the menorah. How could the seven candles face the menorah? If you're going to tell me each of the lights of the menorah is facing the center, the center one is going straight up. And the interesting thing is, if you wanted a menorah for light, how would the lights face? Inward or outward? They would face outward. But the idea of the menorah is not there for light. Hashem doesn't need the light. So all the lights are facing inward, the middle. So you would say the six arms are facing the center of the menorah. How is it that all seven face the menorah? So the rabbis say, how is it that all seven face the menorah? When we light the menorah below, when we're lighting the menorah, when Aharon is lighting the menorah below, the Kohen Gadol is lighting the menorah above. Who's the Kohen Gadol above? Is Michael. Michael Sar Israel, he's the Kohen Gadol lighting above. So now imagine now, we don't have Aaron lighting the menorah. I did something wrong. I do something wrong every single day. Something's lacking within my neshama every day because if I do something wrong, the higher level of my neshama is going. I need to come up with a way 
to reignite the neshama. I need to come up with a way to reignite it within myself. So what do I do? Hashem is telling Aaron, every day you light the menorah, you reignite. So when I pray the Amidah, I want to get that neshama relit, I go a little towards the south. Also, when I do the Lam Natseach, I have in mind, as I light each of those, what's happening upstairs? Michael is lighting that upstairs. And when he's lighting that upstairs, what's happening? The, the neshama that I gave up from the stupidity of sin is re-entering into me. And this is why Hashem is telling Aharon, don't worry Aharon, what are they doing? They're dealing with the animal part. They're dealing with the lower part. They're dealing with, with the, 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 the bottom, the nefesh. I'm giving you the opportunity every single day to restore the neshama to every one of B'nai Israel. You know, we say, Each of us has the ability to redo every single day. Every single morning, whatever we did yesterday, or every single night, whatever we did during the day, we can reignite and restart again. We talk often about Gilgul Neshamot. Gilgul, Gilgul, I was there, what am I going to do here? We talk about those animals with Gilgul Neshamot. Sometimes we worry too much about Gilgul. We could worry about my Gilgul from yesterday to today. What did I do yesterday? How do I fix what I did yesterday? And how do I start over every day? Hashem gives us an unbelievable opportunity where we say, Every single day we have the ability to reinvent ourselves as a completely new person. How could a person who sinned come and stand in front of Hashem? Because Hashem says, that guy doesn't exist. The new guy exists. So when I retake on my soul every single day, I have a chance to be a Sadiq Amur from that morning and go forward. Every one of us should think that Aharon is lighting, we're lighting with Aharon. Aharon's hand, we're holding the hand. And as we light below, the light is happening above. And when the light's happening above, we could feel this zoom right into us of this aspect of our neshama to enlighten us inside and make us the most incredibly powerful, strong people that anything is possible. Bezrat Hashem, all of us should realize that anything is possible. And we should be able to do everything and anything we can because each of us has the ability to change the entire world. Baruch Adonai Amen.